Welcome back to Dark Nexus. Tonight, it's Act 2, Chapter 70. What? Uh, yes. Pretty wild. It is... It is now... <laughs> 12.30 in the morning on the 8th of Neth. Our doty band of adventurers is crouched like rats... God, always with the rats. In a copse of trees outside of Iris Hill. Under the moonlight, under the starlight, with the spoils with which they ran away from the estate. Now they took, they left some stuff behind them, such as, I believe, multiple wands. Didn't multiple wands die? We lost the invisibility wand. We used the end of that. Oh yeah, yeah. I dumped, I dumped uh, one wand of uh, cure light wounds and the invisibility wand. Yep, yep. So we've blown through some resources tonight, but we have taken with us a couple of magic items, including a belt of mighty constitution off of Namira Lowell's and an unidentified ring off that body as well, which I know we were talking a little bit off mic. Might be wise to distribute as soon as makes sense. Our pal, the Gripper, while while um, stifling some completely inappropriate chuckles, <laughs> is also hefting a large footlocker containing a very long list of interesting books. Yay. As we look back over what we accomplished tonight, how is how's the group feeling about what they what they did, what they got done? Mission accomplished. You, you I mean, sounded like you had accomplished in in. Quotes. Oh no 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 okay. no! I would never. <laughs> I would never editorialize. It. Doing it now. I know. I'm doing it right now. Okay. But like seriously, as you look back on what you what you did, how how are y'all feeling about that? Pretty good. Yep. We- yeah. I I do feel pretty good about it. Um, like we think we circumvented their plan, right? And expectations, right. which is which is key. Yeah. And, and even we, if that's all you did, right? That would still, yeah, that would still, be, still be good. But we also maybe put a dent in their resources. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm trying really hard to imagine how they incorporated like the Star Vampire and the Hound of Tindalos into their life and plan and what what they were. You know, like it's the picture. The whole picture isn't really clear to me yet of what the hell is going on at Iris Hill and why there's this disparate collection of things. But I feel like. Those are all things we don't have to worry about later, and I'm pretty happy about that. Right. I mean, I don't know that we that we came away with anything that that makes us understand more about what we ultimately need to do next. But I feel like those answers are probably still in Iris Hill, and so that means probably continuing to clear the beasties out is what we'll probably have to do next, right? Until we can dig into that library and figure out okay well what big you know big term goal what are we trying to do if we're like metagame thinking yeah we're we're clearly winding up this book so okay what what are we we're trying to find we're just gonna say job well done and and go our separate ways or like but i I feel like the answers we need are still in iris hill so i don't think we got all of them but i think we did probably make some dents in defenses at least. Yeah, and I will remind you, because there was a lot of stuff to be found in the last like 10 minutes of the last episode as you were going through that uh, library, that, that <laughs> hidden study in the library and stuff. 
Dabwick, I believe it was, did find a collection of maps detailing a voyage from here to Casimir and then onward to some desert. Now, not enough time has been spent to determine what desert, if even that information is in there, but I think you would be sitting at this moment in time on a... Uh, we know that Lowell's left on a ship after dropping us off at the asylum, and now here we have an exped- expedition plans for a boat trip right. down the Selen River to Casimir. Mm-hmm. That you you probably would be as you're <laughs> sitting in this little frozen moment here, thinking uh, it's very likely that at least that's where he went. Whether or not that's where you all end up going next, we'll find out over time. But I think that's probably the the biggest actual clue to like what's next right yeah. right yeah but i think between now and then there's obviously things to deal with but one oh, of those yeah. things is digging into that library which yeah. means uninterrupted time days in iris hill days is sort of what the next immediate step is yeah. which means you know kind of probably getting rid of everybody who yeah <laughs> lives or stays there and i would say the amount of journals while massive that comprise that library mm-hmm. it's not like you have to pack up every single book in every room of that house right, I think you could actually conceivably get that library of Lowell's journals into the bag of holding if you had the time to get several hundred books into it you know what I mean but I think right. I think as you eyeball that that may be a mobile library mm-hmm. it oh, may that's, possibly that's good to know yes so you don't yet quite know what you're dealing with inside the footlocker except that there's a lot of very fancy books with very spe- unusually specific names they may or may not be a library in and of themselves but if you have the time to pack up Lowell's journals I think you'd be thinking of those as maybe we could take those with us hmm I mean, Dora, uh, Katie, as Dora, uh, secretly wants to get into Iris Hill uninterrupted for a while for several days so she can do several psychometry readings on just stuff in there to to find out the story. Mm -hmm. Um, Judiciously, obviously, because it's risky for her to open herself up to those forces in that place. But, you know, I want to know, I want to see, I want to find something of Namira Lowell's (laughs) so that we can see what happened to her how you know like a little glimpse out of her journey into that attic like all that's really I'm really into that stuff <laughs> so that's what Katie wants but Dora that's will take a mobile library if that's sure, what sure. we can get yeah yeah I'm thinking about how uh, when people come back and see the carnage that we've wrought <laughs> um, and made no effort to clean up <laughs> yeah well how they're going to react could be really beneficial for us, right? They could like lose their cool and mess up. They could lose resources. We've definitely taken a lot of resources. I from mean, they them. could lose more resources seeing that someone got in and someone killed some powerful creatures in there. People who are working for them may be like, I'm out. Everything's going wrong here. The Great Harvest got thwarted. People got into this place they weren't supposed to be able to get into. They killed a bunch of stuff. Maybe they lose some of those grunts and mercenaries and minions that were you know our, our numbers who knows yeah because as, as hard as the last couple of days have been for you it's actually been a very successful couple of days in terms of st- stopping their plans right? yeah like they they have uh they've, been they've had a couple of massive failures in, in a short period of time yeah. S- speaking of uh, massive failure and they lost massive the failures. roni is sitting here thinking you know we still have a fair amount of resources for the evening we could go hunting. 
and try to take out one of these groups that traveled by foot. <laughs> and uh, like the ones that maybe don't necessarily have tons of magic and spells and stuff like that, go and mow them down and so that two groups come back and they keep waiting for the third one and it just doesn't show up. It's a plan. That's, a, that's an option for sure. Sure it is. I think everybody, uh, you're sitting on about half your spells, right, Katie? Uh, no. A little bit less? Less than half. But what about you, Paul? A little bit less than half as well, but um, been saving some spell slots with action points along the way. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dabak would say that, you know, if we can get close to the that little army without spooking them, I could cast Entangle and hold them still. Oh. And we could hit them with <laughs> range, range stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how is Gripper doing in terms of uh, martial flexibility today? Uh, one, one use left. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Gripper really needs to be worried about his sanity more than anything else. <laughs> yes, maybe don't seek out things yeah. that will require... <laughs> yeah. I think checks. that group of minions may be our best, the safest, the Kuru, the target. The Kuru the and the target. Dandy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sounds like a, a children's book. <laughs> the Kuru and the Dandy. <laughs> but but I did want to say, in terms of uh, what we, we didn't take out Mellison, Correct. who we were really interested in taking out, as well as her vampire compatriot. Vampire compatriots. Remind compatriots. me, was, was Mellison flying? Did we see her fly away? She was flying supernaturally. Okay. You saw her probably with the benefit of either a fly spell or a, fl- a magic item that gives flight because she had no wings. And then you right. saw her with the Manananggal, which is the female humanoid torso with 12 foot <laughs> bat wings. That one. Yeah. Um, Dripping. Visceral. Child of the Penangolin. Yes. And. Which you did not see. Right. We you did not see the floating head. Probably upstairs in the stable, the one place we didn't go. (laughs) (laughs) And we did not take out Where Ali, the stranger. That's correct. We did not not go down there. But yeah, you have reason to believe that she was below, and you decided probably wisely at the end there to not lift up the rug and enter another map. (laughs) Yes. Yes. But so we know that there is or should be another. Stella, somewhere in Iris Hill or mm. underneath Iris Hill, somewhere that's, down there. That's definitely your belief, yeah. Um, but we know that what they need is they need <laughs> they need to bring like subjects to these different Stella and then slaughter them to like get them powered back up. Yeah. So yeah. that means. But we that, don't know the state of this one. Should right. there be one down there? We don't know what, how charged it is or isn't. But you you have drained the other two. And you know that means they cannot use those as teleportation beacons. They cannot use those as communication beacons. Essentially, they have to start fresh with those two, which would mean committing murders in the open. uh, On people who are no longer around. Right. Well, Well, I'm trying to to remember. We figured out that... We've thinned the population. Yes. The different Stella require different types of sacrifices. That's true. Or, Or... or is it that, or is it that the more character levels a creature has, the more powerful a sacrifice it is? No. No, you that believed that each of the stones was connected to one of the three cities. Oh, and they want different things. Alar, Yatil, and Carcosa. That Yatil was, that was the city ruled by the aristocracy. That was where you found Cassadia, Emin Gulston, uh, Priestess Mavane, and Tillis Paget murdered. Mm-hmm. So your assumption was... 
because they were all past adventurers with probably a lot of experience levels. That's the stone that you were eyeing as. This one probably actually requires high-level people, which is one of the reasons why you kind of got all the rest of the named NPCs out of town on the ship. Your assumption about the Stone of Alar on Crocus Hill was that it probably would require that was the you know the Alar was the home of anarchists and disorder and the point probably the point there was to sacrifice maybe a boat full of formerly and formerly and currently insane people up at that <laughs> yeah yeah yep uh, and you don't really know about this which was presumed to be the stone of Carcosa except Carcosa the empty city is known to be focused around nihilism. So there's probably a certain degree of emptiness of character required. Soullessness. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Where do the goth kids hang out in <laughs> Thrushmore? <laughs> oh, they're right over there. Oh, Hi. Save them. Maybe to charge them up, they'll have to sacrifice their own forces. That could be. I mean, they certainly wouldn't be above it. Yeah. Yeah. And as you ponder these depraved Kuru who've essentially given up their souls to the blood queen. Yeah, I mean, you know, they are they are people, but uh, they're they're also so far down a track of of uh, giving themselves over entirely to cannibalism yeah. and warfare. What's the name of the firefly group? The Ravagers? Reavers. 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 Yeah. Reavers. They're they're very reavery, mm-hmm. but they're not going to just sit still and let themselves get slaughtered. <laughs> you would not assume so. No. Yeah. No, cuz they are they are fighters. They probably don't have great will saves though. Well, but I I do recall Roni recalling that they have some racial bonuses to f- against fear and stuff. Yeah, they've given themselves over to a demon lord. Right. They might they, they might have, have better will saves than you might expect from, you know, essentially like red shirt fighters. Perhaps, perhaps. Let's speculate on it all day. We could do that. Okay. We could do that. As you are huddled down under this copse of trees. Under the moonlight, does everybody still have dark vision that requires it? Yep. Yes. Give me perception checks. I'll go around the table here. Uh, what about Gripper? Nine. That sounds about right. Uh, Dora? Fifteen. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, come on in, Roni. The water's warm. Twenty-three. Twenty-three, okay. And uh, the the wick. How long has it been since we entered uh, Iris Hill the first time? A little over 10 minutes. Oh, well, uh, 28. 28. Here we go. That's our half. Dora's just given over perception checks to Dabwick. <laughs> just please take it. doesn't even them. bother anymore. Dabwick's still in the form of a gripply. Oh, that's right. We have a little tree frog. Tree frog. I love it. I love it. Okay. Okay, I know how I'm going to do this. So, you said 23, right, Johnny? Yep. Okay. Uh, so with a 28, our friend the tree frog, Dabwick. Dabwick sees across the way the hill upon which Fort Hailcourse sits. This is loosely the direction that you saw the smaller group of seven humanoid figures. Your assumption was five humans, two scum. They were heading loosely in that way and you can now assume that to be fact and not loose because you do see at about this point a gaggle of figures coming out the front gate 
of Fort Hill Course and heading down the west side of the hill as if back towards Iris Hill. You know, you took that underwater voyage and then popped up in the well and you saw the remaining gaggle mm-hmm. of undead soldiers mm-hmm. down there. Mm-hmm. As you look across the way, it looks like there's about a dozen people exiting the building right now. You're able to pretty quickly put together a story of, okay, so a bunch of them went over there to get the remaining soldiers, and then now they're either going to do something or come back, right? But they seem to be heading back towards Iris Hill with, you would assume, five of those undead soldiers that were very hard to kill with them. Looking down the hill is probably what Roni is doing, down in towards town, in towards Pier 19 and uh, Crocus Hill and where the Selen Starling had been moored. You don't see any sign of a gaggle of Kuru, but you know the way they were going, if, if their target was where they assumed the Selen Starling to be, your guess is they went... You can kind of probably follow this on the map. You see these trees over here on the west side of town where I'm pinging? Mm-hmm. That's loosely the direction that they headed. They could have easily slipped through those, not been seen by anybody in town, and make their way down to the Selen Starling, either by swimming over like this little gap right here is super narrow. You see that? Mm-hmm. Or else maybe they just went down to the bridge and walked over. But if that's the route that they were taking, you would also expect, if they were coming back that route, that you probably wouldn't see them. They're both kind of a little out of view, and there's just a a lot of tree cover. But you do see, Rony, you do see the sign of flying creatures making their way in a beeline back to Iris Hill. You see what is clearly... Probably, you know, it's at a distance here, so they're, you know, like about a half a minute away. Probably Mellison, because you see a humanoid figure floating without wings. You see, like, what looks like half of a human with <laughs> gigantic wings flying. And you also see a tiny, darting, little, invisible thing about the size of a soccer ball, uh, which you could probably assume to be an invisible penang- uh, pen- penangolin with mana. them. Which you can now see. Because I have sea invisibility. Which you did not have at the time that they left, is my, my memory. Oh, you took that like right before you went in or something. Yeah. It was one of the first things you did when we were like, all right, we're going in. So, you've got Mellison, Penangolin, Mananagal coming right back this way. Yeah, Mananagal. Uh, Mananagal. You have a gaggle of about 12 folks. Five humans, presumably, five humans, five undead Fort Hillcourse soldiers, and two scum heading this way from Fort Hillcourse. They're probably more like two or three minutes away. They are certainly of a distance of, if you decided, let's go after them, you could go to a place and try to find a spot to ambush them. That would be certainly doable at this distance. And no sight at the moment of that third group, including the Kuru. What do you want to do? The three ladies are going to fly right over you. <laughs> Let's get out of this spot. Like, Yeah, I don't think that sh- If we're going to do a take out a group, I don't think it should no, be that group. No, well, I mean... Or should it? No, no Roni is... Roni is, you said that. Roni is holding a finger up to his mouth and gesturing, let's head towards the trees Great. where the Kuru went and, and sort of like try to make our way you out like and around so that we're nowhere where anybody's going to find us. Back behind Iris Hill, towards the old manor, back yeah. towards where you believe the Kuru went. Great. Yeah. All right. 
So the thing is, like, the three of them are just flying openly in the air, yeah. you know, framed by the moon. They're not making any attempt to hide. You are actually making an attempt to hide, ducking from cover to cover to cover here. <laughs> hmm. It's all right. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> so you manage to find the right timing to duck from tree cover to tree cover to tree cover, and you get around the corner of the estate where you can look down and see the shadow of the old manor down below you. And as you're heading down that way back towards the forest down there, you do see the three ladies soar up over the top of the hedge wall and down into the estate. Do we hear any screaming? I assume you're moving away, right? Yeah, but yeah. still listening for a... God, mother, Fosbrook. <laughs> Killed my topiary guardians. Uh, yes, there are sounds of rage, Johnny. <laughs> yes. Satisfying. That's all you wanted, I know. That's all I wanted. And you're attempting to make your way back. Give me a survival check there, those of you that have it. Yep. Uh, that would be a 25. Mm. Beats my 15. Thanks to my Heart of the Slums and my plus four racial bonus on under urban and underground settings. Mm. We're about to leave urban. Once we get into these into the forest here, we'll be leaving urban. So right now you're fine. Uh, 25 then? Yep. Yeah. Uh, you can absolutely find the footprints of a dozen or more yep. gigantic, clunky <laughs> uh, reavers making their way through the forest in uh, unfamiliar, uh, unfamiliar surroundings. Want to follow those trails? Yep. (laughs) All right. Under cover of night, lugging a footlocker, the party makes their way down the west side of town into the forest at the edge of Thrushmoor. Down, 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 closer and closer to Lake and Carthen. After a few minutes, you catch sight of the windmill at the edge of town, which you know is right across the road from the stain and as you approach the stain which of course is dark everybody give me one more set of perception checks what, what check? perception, perception. <laughs> did we ever distribute that belt? no we should do or that or the ring let's percept first well we want we wanted to be somewhere not out in the open I think uh, Dora 16 Gripper 26 hey Roni. 16. And Dabwick. 28. All right. So it is Dabwick and the Grip. (laughs) Another buddy comedy TV show. Dabwick and the Grip. Uh. Dabwick and the Grip that catch sight of. So you've got, okay. When you head out of the trees here, you're going to have a a slightly more open area that is centered around the stain with a group of houses around it. And the two of you catch sight of what looks like a group of about, you know, a dozen or so men making their way from the lake shore where you would probably put together... You haven't really been down there too, too much, but you could have seen it from Pier 19. There's a stretch... Down, you can almost see this on the map there. You see like where there's there's cliffs right yeah. here, but then there are some docks and some actual beach. Mm-hmm. Your guess is they are probably coming from the direction of the beach, heading into what is sort of artistically depicted here as four houses, but it's more than four houses. A huddle of buildings near to the stain. And they are heading your way. 
And at this point, if you if you wanted to attempt to set up some sort of ambush, you would have option of in the trees or get out in the in the houses there and um, surround them. What do you want to do? I assume that's been relayed. Mm-hmm. Oh sure, yeah. To the party, so Dora will ask via message: Do they have townsfolk with them? I mean, if we saw like a dozen of them, then no, because that's about how many of them. There She's were wondering before. if they went into the houses, took people, and are bringing them back to Iris Hill. Looks like about the size of the group that left. Okay. No sign of them dragging people yeah, behind that, them. No sign of people held tossed over shoulders. Nothing like that. Can we get them now? <laughs> I mean, is there is there a good spot in some trees that we could uh, that we like came through that we could sort of like at least get one good? You are in the trees right now, so you can stay in the trees, stay in the like, more more forested area, or you can head into in and among the houses, but all of which have places to hide and places to get behind. Do you want a little more open space to do some maneuvering among the houses, There's or do you so want it to be packed and dense and undergrowthy in the trees? I mean, packed and dense feels better for- I have four spells left today. There's okay. so many of them, I'm a little concerned. What there's, do you think? There's three for e- if there's a dozen of them, there's three for each of us. That's true. The first thing I would do is cast entangle on them, and uh-huh. I can do that at long range. So then, foot radius. That feels so, like so a trap them where they are and move. That in. feels like a thing of like let them come into the trees so that they're gummed up and we have places to hide behind. You trap cast, them. and then we take out as many as we can, and then how, about how long would it take for them to fly from Iris Hill down to where we are? few minutes so then we give ourselves like a few minutes and then we take off. and then we take off and are you talking about using ranged weapons when they're entangled yeah then you want to be down in the houses so oh. like way too much cover i think to like stay hundreds of feet back trying to fire through it's 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 a dense it's a dense forest area it's great for like melee ambush mm-hmm. if you want to like wait for them to get in among you you can pop up from behind trees if you want a little bit of space and make sure that you've got clear like firing solutions i think you'd eyeball the house area as slightly better option it's dense but not packed then yeah let's go down and Great. take them out and then and then motor let me take you to a map before we move to the map can we do the roll off for the belt because it would be stupid not to have hit points and uh, pluses to fortitude on somebody of course roll it off <laughs> all right who's who's doing the roll off uh, I am but I don't I'm out really all right Ooh. I, I mean I feel like Ooh. you should do it but I feel like others need. <laughs> Might be Katie's. Yep, and it goes to eighteen. Dora. Dora got it. Nice. Which is actually pretty awesome. Yeah, that's an awesome person. Seriously, is it awesome? Because yes. I don't want anybody sitting here no. being like, "I really needed that." No. Okay. I mean, you have probably the lowest fort save out of all of us, and you know, yep. an extra hit point every level is huge for you. <laughs> oh my god! You guys, look at that hit point. Are you out of the teens? I, wa- I already was out of the teens. <laughs> I'm out of the 20s. <laughs> All right. I'm going to take you to this town map. And um, I've got you placed near the top of the screen here, which is the direction you would be coming relative to where they're coming from. And I'll have you take a little look at that and chat amongst yourselves about how you want to get set up. You're going to need to be roughly in the area of where you are based on how fast you all are moving towards each other, but I've got you started, gosh, over 100 feet away from each other. Here we go. 
Does everybody see this cluster of Kuru and shit down down here where I'm pinging? They're visible yes. to you? Yes. Mm. Great. So you see uh, the way they're approaching here, there is that dandy middle-aged cultist in like a red frock coat openly sporting an unholy symbol of Haster framed by, in sort of bodyguard fashion, two Kuru that have battle axes and are wearing breastplates. Then you can see the gaggle of the rest of them behind them, and most of the other ones are wearing very simple hide armor and carrying clubs. So I'm going to get myself organized here a little bit. Maybe talk amongst yourselves about where you think you want to get yourself set. And I think this map hopefully is detailed enough that you can understand what you're looking at here. Like, I think this is like a fenced-in garden. You can tell where is the... Is there tr- cover from it? Yeah, there'd be like half cover. You could duck behind it. Absolutely. These copses of trees assume that you... I'm not going to throw down light-blocking things for every single thing of trees, but assume that there is a tree that you could get behind uh, anywhere you see a tree depicted. The houses around here, of course, are all sealed up and closed up right now. It is moonlight, so further out than 60 feet, which is the distance of everybody's dark vision, you will have a 20% mischance. But this is around the point where you can, where you would see them approaching. They're coming around from the beach, curving around a corner as you are in and amongst a group of houses. How big is your entangle? 40 foot radius, so, so oh, geez. 80 foot diameter. Huge, yeah. yeah. Figure out where you want to drop that. And you can cast it from how far away? Uh, 400 feet. Oh, jeepers. Yeah, so I've got a really big range on that. Uh, let's see. That's going to be the big thing. I'm sorry, Debs. What is your spontaneous... Do you spontaneously summon things, or is it something else with your archetype? Uh, with the archetype, it's um, protection spells. It's like oh, a right, shield right, other right, right, or right, right, protection right. from energy, but I can, I'm can. i still using my um, action points to save those summon nature's ally spells. So oh, are you, that's why you. I've been... Yeah. Are you able to summon that like awful brick storm thing? No, oh. I, can, I don't, do not have that one oh, prepared that one's today. That so good. It's yeah. such a great spell. It is so, a good spell. So speaking of buffs... <laughs> Buffs. Everything that we had that was minutes per level is still going. Does that include shield other? I know you did that with grip at some point, Paul. Oh yeah, that's hours, per, one hour per, per level. Okay, wow. so this let's say this out loud because we did forget immediately last time <laughs> upon casting. Half the damage that grip takes goes to Dabwick. We know we still have sea invisibility going for Roni. We know we have the various dark visions going for you all. Mage armor is still going. Any other spells in effect? Shield is, Shield still, is going. still going. What about dabs? Anything else? Dab still has blend, um, and that elixir of vision that they took is still in effect. Great. Just to be fair and reasonable, I think it is safe to assume, based on distance, you all would be able to, if you have a buff spell you want to cast, cast one that I would say there's no chance they could possibly hear you casting a spell. But I think that's about all you got from this distance. So if there's any last-minute buff you want to cast right before they're coming around the corner down there, let me know now. Nope. You can never Gri- hear me casting. Grip casts enlarge gripper. I'm going to cast Barp Skin <laughs> on myself. Nice. nice. Which in Dabwick's terms is Slate Skin. Anything for you, Johnny? Are you... No, I'm... I... I no. Okay... All right, now that we've gotten ourselves organized, let's 
try to get descriptive for our listeners about where you are. We have found ourselves on the north edge of this map, which has sort of a cluster of houses with a main path running through it that's pretty near the edge of the lake shore. The group itself is centered around a small home garden, which has a low halfling-sized fence. And Dabwick has the tree frog. Dabwick the tree frog has <laughs> trod in and amongst the vegetables and is crouched behind this low fence, kind of at the edge of where they are intending to drop this gigantic entangle <laughs> spell. Dora is about 20 feet to the north of Dabwick, so 20 feet further away from the approaching bad guys, crouched on the north end of this little enclosure. Outside the enclosure. Outside the enclosure, thank you. Roni is positioned at the closest spot of the party to the approaching group. There is one house on the west side of this street that they're coming up that is going to give Roni basically a corner behind which to hide. I'm I'm picturing like pop out, shoot some stuff, get back undercover, and then maybe even sneak around behind this house where they can't see. It's a very roguey spot. Grip is standing out in the fucking open. I'm trying to, I was I was hoping to hide behind these bushes. Yes. So, uh, Robert, why don't you move yourself one square to the east? Perfect. So I'm, so I'm picturing right now, you are, you are crouched. Yes, you're giggling in the bushes there. Why are those bushes shaking? <laughs> okay. We've described where the four of you are. Dabwick, what do you have in hand? Dabwick has a... A dart, and Great. I think that's it. Dart in hand. What about Dora? Uh, light crossbow with my six bolts. Perfect. Gripper? Masterwork longbow with 18 arrows. All right. Awesome. And Roni, assume, has the alchemical torch. You know it. All right. Oh, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, should I give my light crossbow to Dabs and use the returning dagger? You should maybe give the returning dagger to Dabs. If you want that, but yeah, yeah, there's... okay, okay. And then if that comes out, I'll need to make a saving throw. Yeah, you sure will. Oh, but hey, oh, oh my gosh, grip! You can see a whole bunch of folks uh, with axes. Give me that save. Uh, <laughs> oh no, they're more than thirty feet away from you. So if you want to wait, <laughs> yes, wait. Let's wait. Let's see. Let's see who who makes me do it first. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a special prize for them. Yeah, yeah, the axes are just at about 45 feet away from you Great. at the point at which they're going to get caught. So this gaggle of folks, they are making their way up this little road between the lakeshore and these houses on the outskirts of town. And you can, now that we're, that they're coming into this sort of open space here under the moonlight, even though you've got... mischance if you're further than 60 feet away from them. You can actually see them all, and you know numbers-wise what you're looking at. You were looking at 12 people here. This one uh, Haster cultist, human in a red frock coat, holding a rapier in front. You see three of who I've labeled Axemen. These are the the slightly larger, and these Kuru are all big, big guys. Picture like pro wrestler size. These three are even bigger. They've got their breastplates on, and they're, uh, they're double-fisting battle axes. And then you can see eight other 
of these Kuru in the cruder hide armor wielding clubs. And um, I don't remember this little detail, but in addition to all of the the tattoos all over these crude tattoos all over their body, all of their eyes are glowing red. So as they're making their way through the streets uh, in the in the midnight hour of Thrushmore here, it's these like 12, 11 glowy eyed humanoid forms hustling along. Everybody in this cluster looks pissed and hustling. You're catching a group hightailing it back. Another reason why you can assume that they may not be having their eyes peeled with a great sense of care because they're moving quick and they seem fucking angry. <laughs> and in fact, I think... Yeah, give me sense motor check, those of you that can have oh, good sight Oh, on I have that thing. Oh yeah, you do have your oh, sense yeah, save motive. that for when we roll initiative. Anything interesting? What we get? 19. 18. 23. Okay. It's Dabs. So it's Dabs peering through the little garden fence. Eyes peeled. Little gripply eyes peeled on this Haster cultist at the front. And uh, I think, Paul, I think Dabs is sensing like a little bit of flop sweat. This lone human is in charge of a platoon of cannibalistic demon worshippers who didn't get to do the thing that they were intending to do. And he's alone with them and trying to keep them quiet and on task. Uh, His control of the situation seems to be shaky at best. (laughs) Oh man, that's hysterical. I mean, I almost just want to watch them. Tear them apart, right? It's and it seems like, like legitimately, it, the the razor's edge there could be that tight. So the first thing that's going to happen here, assuming I'm going to give one last opportunity for the folks in the lead to spot Dabwick, who is the one in the front. Give me your stealth check, there, Dabs. Thirty-one. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me fail. Let me, let me fail a few perception checks here. <laughs> uh, Eleven and eight. Natural one for a three. And I'll give one more. I'll give okay, X-Man that three. Well for will saves. Uh, <laughs> ten. Hmm. All right, Dabwick, you are able to successfully drop the druid That's bomb. That's oh fantastic. my god. So read us, uh, god, read, us, read us about Entangle. It's so cool. Oh, sure. Entangle is one of those classic uh, early yeah. druid spells, so. level one spell. But the spell t- causes tall grass weeds and other plants to wrap around creatures in the area of effect uh, in this case 80 feet in diameter <laughs> creatures that fail their save gain the entangled condition this is a reflex DC 15 so creatures that fail their save are entangled creatures that make their save can move as normal but those that remain in the area have to save again at the end of every one of Dabwick's turns any creature that enters the area must save Immediately, Those that fail and their movement gain an entangled condition, and then the entangled creatures can attempt to break free as a move action, making either a strength or escape artist check DC equal to the level of the spell. So 15. DC 15 strength or escape artist check. The entire area of effect is difficult terrain while the effect lasts. Amazing. Boom. So fully one quarter of this entire giant map explodes <laughs> and erupts into entangling vines. 
Uh, I'm going to make some reflex saves. Let's see. It is so rare that you get a map where Entangle is your friend. Yeah. 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 They are actually rolling okay. Yikes. That's okay. Half speed is good. Half speed is good. Half speed is great. All right. Spell goes off. All three Axemen and the cultist in the front succeed at their saves, and you see half of the the Kuru red shirts, as I'm calling them, in the back there, fail their saves. So you've at the at the moment you've got four entangled Kuru red shirts. So those four are entangled. The rest are gonna have to try to get out of there, or else they're gonna have to start making saves. And they have to move at half speed, regardless, because it's difficult terrain. That is correct. Roni, do you have an action in the surprise round? I will take my little five-foot step, mm-hmm. and then I will target. Uh, I will make a, as a swift action um, the dandy, mm-hmm. my uh, my studied combatant. And how close is he to you? Twenty feet. Twenty feet away. The <laughs> gunslinger steps right. out from behind the house, just right, and opens fire. Boom! Oh! That's a natural 20 oh with God. a crit confirm of 28. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, oh my God. God. Critical fucking <gasps> surprise round hit with the alchemical torch. It's your oh, turn, Johnny. It's yes. your turn. Oh, my gosh. How much damage? Uh, well, let's see. <laughs> let's see. Oh. oh, man. Okay. 27. Oh. <laughs> oh. You, uh, you blowing your... your uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, your studied yeah, target yeah, thing? I think yeah. I think I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I think I have to, right? I mean, that just seems like if I can drop him in one round. Wow. Oh, come on. Come on. That's another three points for 30 points. You just single-shotted their <laughs> fucking leader. <laughs> oh he goes flying backwards in an explosion oh. of blood shot through the heart oh. by the gunslinger. And you're to blame. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. Oh. <laughs> Holy crap balls. And then yes. as a free action, I reload. <laughs> well, I was going to detect thoughts on whoever I hit with a mind thrust, but now it's sort of like they're just going to be thinking, holy shit! <laughs> what the fuck just happened? <laughs> hey, Gripper, you want to try to uh, beat that? Um, yeah, I don't think I'm going to top that, but I am <laughs> going to shoot at one of these Axemen. Let's shoot at uh, this guy, the guy just to the uh, west of our now dead Cultist. Call him Axeman One. Axeman One. And this is with Masterwork Longbow. Boom. Uh, fourteen. That's a miss. And I think you would all you would clock grip. These three Axemen dudes seem preternaturally aware of the possibility of ambush. And your sense of his AC was not impeded by the fact that he has not yet acted. Gotcha. What about uh, Dora? They're not close enough to mine thrust. How far are they away from them? I'm 65 feet 65 away from feet, the closest okay. one at the moment. Okay. And it's close range, so I gotta, I'd gotta. i have to move considerably to get there. I might just fire. Take a shot with your crossbow? Take a shot with the crossbow and sort of gauge Yeah. where they're at. Try to pinpoint some AC here. Yeah. You want to shoot at the same one that Grip just missed? Yes. Okay. X-Man 1. Well, I missed two. Okay. You're not used to firing that weapon. Uh, but, uh, no, I think, uh, uh, is combat advice ranged or just have to see them You all? have a single action this round and you Oh, have oh I've done it then. Yeah. Okay, let's roll initiative. 
Let's go in order that we've gone so far. What, what about uh, Dabwick? Dabwick got a 22. Oh, nice. And Roni? Roni got a 6. Okay. Gripper? Grip got a 6. Oh, that's a bummer. And what about Dora? Uh, Dora rolled a 20, but then also rolled a 24 for her sense motive. Mm -hmm. So depending on the bluff check of the creatures, the threshold for this is either DC 15 or 11 plus the creature's bluff check, whichever is higher. DC 15. Great. Then uh, I beat it by 5. Great. So I get um, another plus one. So I have 22 at the end of the day. Nice. And I have a plus uh, two initiative check if um, that makes a difference to Dabwick, but Dora will likely simply concede to Dabwick. Let me get everyone in this massive combat in order here and see what we're looking at and see who's we have to check. Okay, so uh, Dora and Dab's got the same number. You're gonna cede to Dab's. Mm Us is matching oh, these two. Oh boy, <laughs> y'all. thousand of them go. Oh my gosh. I know, not good. After the first round, at least uh, we'll all go together. And between Roni and Grip, that's Roni, right? Yeah. Okay, great. Okay, round one begins with Dabwick. So there is an 80-foot wide spread of entangling vines wrapping around all of these folks. Dabwick just watched with their frog eyes the uh, leader of this gaggle get blown away by a gun. You've got a full round's worth of actions available to you, Dabs. How do you want to kick off this round? That's good because it takes a full round to summon a swarm of rats. Yes. <laughs> yes. To uh, between the two buildings there, that choke point where the na 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 the axemen are there between the two uh, buildings. They won't appear until the top of your next turn, at which point things may have changed. So why don't you uh, hang on to that until your next turn? Dora, you're up next. Yeah. You're still a long ways away from this fight. But I am within magic missile range. Mm-hmm. I will, my standard action. Yep. Uh, cast magic missile on that guy. Or cool. axe man number one. Yeah. Choo, choo, choo. How much damage as your little void missiles streak across this open courtyard here, over the garden, and into the axe man? Ooh. Hmm. That's 13 points of force damage. That is a nice round of magic missiles. They slam into the Kuru, and he howls in rage as he takes all of that damage. With my move action, Mm -hmm. I will say to Roni... Reminder reminder that you have an unloaded crossbow in hand as well. Oh, I will load my crossbow. Okay. All right. Here come the Kuru, red shirt number seven. Let's see what his situation is. Okay, he is entangled. They can attempt to break free as a move action. Entangled condition. Impedes movement, but does not entirely prevent it. Move at half speed, cannot run or charge. Minus two penalty to AC, attack rolls, reflex, saving throws, nitro checks and dexterity-based skill and ability checks. So that's essentially moving at quarter speed unless he wants to attempt to get out. All right, so he's going to attempt to make this strength check. This was a DC 15. Thank you. Fail. He will attempt one more time. Fail. 
Seven spends the whole round stuck. Well done, Dabs. Axeman number three is not entangled, but this is difficult terrain. Let's see how far he can get. My gosh. You see this Kuru in this medium armor breastplate move faster than you would expect someone in medium armor to be moving, but still, with a double move, can't quite get out of the entanglement. Ends his double move 10 feet away from Roni, uh, and, and Roni's right at the edge of the entanglement. Uh, here we go. Okay. Do they? When do they have to save again? At the end of Dabwick's turn. Dabwick's turn. Gotcha. Yep. Red shirt number five. So people might still get entangled as long as they're stuck in the... Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay. Absolutely. Number five. Oh, boy. So number five is not entangled and is way at the back of the entanglement. Five, ten. Oh, okay. All right. Hmm. So red shirt number five, who was near the back, actually is able to get out of the entanglement on the south side and begins a move to the east, looking as though they're about to go around this gigantic entanglement. Good luck, buddy. You'll be moving for a while. <laughs> red shirt number one Can is entangled. Can you refer to him as an idiot next turn? Sure. Here we go. I love it when you do that. Red shirt number one fails two DC 15 strength checks. Is that right? Yep, uh-huh. <laughs> Still stuck. Red shirt number two, also entangled. Breaks free. Now has the fun choice. And, oh, Which he's way he, he my go? god. Dead he, center. He's dead <laughs> center. Every way he goes. He should go jump in the lake. Is the wrong choice. Well, he's gonna Just move. swim around. He's gonna move fifteen feet closer to the fight. Slathering, dragging his red eyes through all these vines. Uh red shirt number eight. Oh, oh, oh my gosh. So this is the one, the very, very south end of the entanglement, right on the edge, and got stuck. Let's see if he can break out. Okay, he does. So then he has to use basically his whole turn to get unentangled and step out of this nonsense. So we have two idiots on the the south who are out of the entanglement. Axeman number one. Yep, not entangled. Let's see if he can get to Roni. Uh, yep. All right. It's a double move. With a double move, Axeman number one manages to just clear the entanglement and close with Roni. Roni had a ranged weapon in hand. Otherwise would have been able to take an attack of opportunity there. Axeman number two is going to probably be stuck in the same position as three, five, ten, fifteen, twenty. Oh, 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 oh. Two of them, two of the big Axemen have cleared. You can also tell now at this point, both of them have begun to rage. Red shirt number three. Oh my gosh, there are so many of them in front of the two of you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is crazy. All right, red shirt number three is, oh God. <laughs> right in the fucking middle here. Okay, he is slightly closer to the front he wants to eat your flesh. He's going to move forward and regret it. He is a moron. I'm going to call this one the moron. Oh, yay. Idiots <laughs> and morons this time. 15, 20, 25, 30. All right, he's, he's moving up. He's moving up. He's just now passing the, the hollow, blown-out chest of his leader. 
This gets us to Roni, finally, one of our heroes, now standing toe-to-toe -to -toe with a raging barbarian Kuru, with another raging barbarian Kuru behind that one, and another raging barbarian Kuru ten feet away to the south. What does Roni do with his ranged oh, weapon in hand? Oh, man. Oh, this is not a great place to be. No. And the one in front, uh, I'm sorry, the one to the west is injured. The one standing close, standing adjacent to Roni has been pelted with magic missiles. These things are going to dish out a shit ton of damage, you, too. There is no doubt. Oh, man. I move. I'm just going to fill in there. And poor Grip's not even yeah. a five-foot step close. Grip's going to have to take a move action to close with him if he decides he wants to, but that's like yeah. facing down two barbarians. That's a lot. I guess it's where Grip thrives, it's but still. <laughs> it's it's got to be scary. It's, it's like facing down two Grips, basically. <laughs> Yeah. You wish. Uh, I am yeah, going to... Talk to me, Johnny. This, this is a tough choice for you here. It is a tough choice for me here. Like, no matter what I do, it's not, great. not great. Yeah. If even just one of them had ended up entangled, yeah. you'd be in a better position here. Yeah. You know what? I mean, they're, they're going to be coming. The best thing I can do right now is try to do some damage, because otherwise, like, they're going to keep coming. Mm-hmm. You got so your AC gonna, up, right? Yep, so my AC is up. Okay. I'm going to take a five-foot step back yeah. and uh, study uh, Kuru Axeman number one and uh, make him my studied target got and uh, aim and fire. Here we go. That is a 14 versus, ray, versus touch AC. Oh. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that is a touch. Excellent. You are as you assess these dudes, they seem quite dexterous, but you would guess the bulk of their AC is coming from their armor. Lovely. They got medium armor going on. It's kind of like a ray situation, right? A little bit of dex, but a whole bunch of bonus from armor. Uh, for five points of damage. Five points of damage. Great. Takes all of that. Definitely seems subject to all of the damage you have thus far dished out, which I'm sure is delightful for everybody after so much DR for so many sessions <laughs> in a row. And then as a move action, I will reload. Got it. Gripper, you are up. You are hiding in the bushes like a coward. And there are two barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> there are two barbarians, uh, unfortunately, 15 feet away from you. It's such a fine line between cowardice and tactics. It's true. It's true. Um, bull rush, bull rush. No, he's not going to do that yet. He's going to... Is, is Axeman 1 bloodied, would I say? No. No. <laughs> I, you would not say that. I, but... I, um, <laughs> You don't even think that even, even if he had not been raging, you still don't think he'd even be bloody. Yeah. Even from all those magic missiles. He's got these. Uh, you're you're looking at three fucking tanks here. Hard to assess the what I'm calling the red shirts, but as you're as you're getting up close with these, like grip, you're looking at, you're looking at a couple of grips here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah. So I was thinking I would I would try to take a full attack with the bow on this one that has been taken damage already, but maybe that's not worth doing. Maybe I'm better off just closing. Um, yeah, because your max damage is only eight on a shot, right? With yeah. The bow. yeah. Yeah. You can do much more than that. All right. You, of course, open yourself up to a lot of attacks. Yep, but, you know, that's it's your job. That's <laughs> my grip in life. Yeah. Uh, so he will 
I would kind of like... What I would like to do is only put my... Make them have to move to get two of them attacking me. Yeah. Uh, Roni, if I stand directly to the east of you, is that going to fuck you up? No. All right. Um, then I'm going <laughs> to... Please. Please do that. Uh, it's going to fuck Grip you up. Grip is going to move um, 15 feet to there to be diagonally across from uh, Axeman 1. Nice. Moving right into his threatened area. And then... Um, I'll attack him. Yes, you will. <laughs> That's what he has. <laughs> and so as he's 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 dropping the bow um, as he moves, can he draw and move? He is can. Part of that. So he's he he drops the bow, draws red destiny, yeah. and will take a stab. You want to take a feat as a swift action? You can do Not that yet. too. Okay. Not, Not yet, yet because I don't know what I want yet. Understood. Um, All right. So we're taking a, uh, a shot on Axe Man One here. We've so far we've been, we've been focusing fire. 23. Do you want to use any shame? I'm going to not. Hit. Uh, and that is going to be for 10 points of piercing oh, damage. Oh, nice. Fantastic. Excellent. So sliding Red Destiny into the Kuru Axeman. I think at this... No, he still would not assess. <laughs> you still don't assess this guy is bloodied. Fuck. I know. Um, red shirt number six. Where is this asshole? Oh, he's way down near the bottom. All right, he's going to take a double move to get out. Oh, no, he, he, he just became an idiot because he's now one of the three at the bottom. Red shirt number four. Uh, okay, we got four idiots. We have four idiots lined up in a perfect lightning bolt configuration at the bottom. Oh, my gosh, like clowns. They're going to have to walk around the edge of this. And around the houses. Oh, like, my God. Look at where the northeast corner of the entangle is. Like, well... It's so bad. <laughs> right, but like, so, house. I mean, just to ask you all, like, from based on where they were, they would go south, right? They would not yes. attempt to. Yes, they would go to the nearest Even though it's, exit from the entangle. Because they, there's no point in going north. They, and they wouldn't know. They don't have perspective. It's all happened so fast. They don't know how far the entangle goes. They're well, they, thinking. They, they can, can, they see, can the see, see it, but like, they're also like, there's so much entangle in front of them. I can't waste my time going to. And, and they're also idiots, so. They're, all, they're also idiots and tools. Top round two. Okay. This fight is very different now than it looked moments ago. At the top of this round, Dabuk is still behind the fence in frog form. I know we've got uh, a swarm about to drop on this situation here. Just to lay out the scene here, we've got Grony and Roni and Gr- Grony. <laughs> That's what they're going to call That's us, our, Grony. That's our celebrity <laughs> couple name. <laughs> we've got Grony. <laughs> Facing off with two X-Men with another one coming up close by. There's a cluster of entangled red shirts in the dead center of this entanglement. They will never be in this fight. And then four idiots, like a hundred and friggin' sixty or seventy feet away from this fight, having to move around the edge like idiots. Uh Dabwick, where does your rat swarm drop in? I I'd like to center the rat swarm. How big is it? It's I don't know. 10 by 10. 10 by 10. I'd like to drop the swarm in the middle of the uncanny axeman right there near the edge of the um, (laughs) entangle and the building. I see. So you would cover two axemen with rats Uh and you would interpose between the the approaching axeman 10 feet of rats in addition to 10 feet of entanglement (laughs) before they can get to groany. Yes. Oh. Great. I don't have a token. Oh, I can grab the token from 
Iris Hill. One yeah. moment, please. Yeah. <laughs> Grab the token. Grab the token. <laughs> uh, the toilet rats will join the fight now. <laughs> that was on. That was on right after Muppet Babies. Toilet rats. <laughs> Everybody's covered in rats now. Are they? Are they? Are you scared to see them? Yes. <laughs> That's really fun. Okay. <laughs> so. Dabwick completes their spell, and this colossal swarm of rats roils out of the ground in and amongst the roiling, entangling weeds and brambles, <laughs> completely covering the uncanny axemen one and two. And I assume you just want to keep them there so that at the yes. end of their turn they do they do their swarm damage. So swarm damage for this uh, swarm is going to be 1d6. Give me that roll there, Paul. Do they make them sick or anything? Yes, but I'm not going to worry about disease right now because if they survive long enough to be affected by disease, something is something's gone <laughs> on here. That's a three yeah. on the die. Three points of damage to Axeman 1 and 2. And Dabwick, you have a turn. Oh, you know what? The Rat Swarm should make a reflex save. Polly, roll that up. That's a 19 on the die. <laughs> I'm not entangled. <laughs> uh, but they're staying there. Okay. Yes. Dabwick, it's your turn. Uh, Dabwick's going to start another full round action. <laughs> oh, God. From hidden from place. Yes. Uh, summoning yet again. Nice. At the end of Dabwick's turn, everyone who is inside the entanglement must make a save again if they aren't already entangled. So, Axeman number three. Who's an idiot now? Still not entangled. Oh. Red shirt number three is the only one currently in it who's not entangled. Natural one. <laughs> hey, red shirt number three is in Tangle. Who was he? He was the moron, right? Yes. Yeah. All right. So, all right. The ones that are on the inside, we're going to call them morons. The ones on the outside are idiots. And then we've got Axemen. All right. Dora, you are up, still in the same position. The bow yeah. is loaded, and you've got two Axemen covered in rats right next to Grony. Yeah. Um, Dora would like to end this sooner rather than later. Oh. So um, she's going to let Tima out. Okay. Um, I mean, I think she thinks it will be fun for her. So Dora wants to give Tima something fun to do. I'm just asking as a friend. I know. Tima does bleed damage. Yeah. And Tima's spells are harder to resist. Yeah. So. um, And you did say... Dora was switching to, I want to leverage this and use yes. it. Yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, the, the primary thing here is to protect Dabs from hearing the name. Yeah. And in the heat of combat, I feel like Tima would be more interested in other things. Okay. All right. So Dora has some level of trust that that is not going to be her priority when faced with many enemies um, whose heads need exploding. Got it. So, yeah. But I'd also like to do to tack some other things onto it. So um, Tima comes out and is going to cast uh, Mind Thrust Two mm-hmm. on the, the one that's already been injured. Yes. And she will spend a Phrenic point to also detect thoughts, just to see if there's anything to play with there. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to use an action point to preserve the spell slot. Got it. You're doing which one? The one that's taken damage? Is that what you mm-hmm. said? Yeah. All right. So you are dropping a high-powered thought detecty bleedy bleedy mind thrust. 
I assume he makes a will save, right? Yes. 13 ain't gonna cut it, is it? Oh. Oh. So he's gonna take 26. <laughs> I think. I think two points of bleed. It's bleed two now? Yep. And I also get like some DR. Yeah, you should roll it up. It may come into play. Five magic. All right. So, as blood comes gouting, gouting out of this guy's ears and nose, Gripper and Roni, being so close, are, are they're eyeballing somebody who's probably going to fall over from blood loss at the beginning of their next turn. <laughs> so you're looking at someone who is uh, who doesn't yet know he's out of this fight. <laughs> Dora, the the thoughts that you oh my god, yeah, uh, it's probably ow my head. Yeah, there's a whole lot of just complete blind frustration and rage. So they, so good to know they were undoubtedly, almost certainly thwarted in whatever they went out to do. Oh yes, you. This is somebody who was promised feasting, mm-hmm. promised a whole bunch of combat, promised a whole bunch of violence, and then, for reasons that he cannot even comprehend, was sent back without fighting anything, like. You know, I, the, you're not even detecting somebody who understood they were going to a ship to kill people right. on this ship. It was just like, we're going to go kill people. And then they're like, no, you go back. So this is somebody with intelligence, but driven only purely by a need to, uh, a desire, a desire, a throbbing desire to consume flesh. And was denied that opportunity and is filled with a whole bunch of rage and fury about that fact. By the way, it doesn't seem to know much, right? Like, kind of in the dark. Doesn't know what the plan is. Cool, cool. Fun, fun. Good to know. Yeah. Uh, That's just a standard action, right? Yeah. What do you want to do with your move? Oi, Gripper. Roy. Finish that other one off, why don't ya? So that's some combat advice on Axeman 2. Got it. Nice. Seven is uh, a moron. He's entangled. Natural one. It's going nowhere. X-Man three. This is the one. Okay, on the other side of the rat swarm. Still not entangled. Has to move half speed. Five, ten. Oh, boy. Okay. So it is very slow going, and it is a double move to simply effectively move a total of 15 feet. But that's because... This axe man had to go around an entire rat swarm through entangling vines. But this guy, who has not yet taken any damage, ends up toe-to-toe with Grip. So Grip is now facing a dead man standing and a very much living man standing. Mm-hmm. Red shirt number five. Is he a moron or an idiot? He... Oh, he's an idiot. All right, he's going to start moving. This guy is very slowly making his way around the edge of the entanglement and the houses... Coming up on the east. It's going to take a few rounds to get there. Red shirt number one is a moron. He's entangled. Great. (laughs) So on his second move action, he breaks the entanglement. um, Just stays there to get entangled again next time. (laughs) To presumably get entangled next round. Red shirt number two. He's stuck. Here we go. 
Uh, he's still stuck. Red shirt number eight. He must be an idiot, right? Yeah, there he is. Mm-hmm. All right. Red shirt number eight is also moving around the outskirts of the fight. Axeman number one dies. Bleeds to death in front of grip. Like, probably rearing back with the battle axe. Give me a will save. Let's check your uh, fear of bladed weapons. Didn't we we already do that? No, we have not. not. I should have. I was too far away, and then we both forgot. (laughs) Um, All right. We'll fucking save. Five. Okay. All right. You are a shaken. My old friend, the shaken condition. Axeman number two is closer to Dabwick and takes a little step over there. This one is fully unharmed. Dabwick's got cover behind this fence here, so add 40 or AC there, Polly. Spotted because I was making vocal sounds when casting. Oh, you still got the... Hiding. I don't have blend on, but I have the Cloak of Elven Kind. I've got... Um, so we can hear the sound of spellcasting there, but he has to actually be able to see you. So let me he's got to make a perception check. Let's see if he can succeed at that. He knows that there's somebody over there casting spells, but has no effing idea. So he's going to do something different. Uh, hmm. He moves 10 feet up to get adjacent to Axeman 3, also adjacent to Grip without moving through anybody's threatened area there. He's going to take a big old swing at you, Gripper, with a double-handed grip on this battle axe. 18. That's a miss. All right. So missing with the first attack. Here we go. It did seem as though he was attacking a bit recklessly, as though he might have power attack going. Also, I find the phrase double-handed grip offensive. (laughs) Okay. Duly noted. Red shirt number three. He's a moron. He does actually break out with his first move action, though. So he gets the fun of moving. 15 feet. 15 feet. He's going to go towards you. He's actually close enough to the edge that I think he sees hope. The poor fool. (laughs) He's making, just grunting and making his way through the vines, passing over the Hester cultist. We get back to Roni. All right, so Roni, you're behind Grip. Opposite Grip are two completely uninjured raging barbarian Kuru. If I take a five-foot step back, do they have cover from Grip? I think the one in the north, Axeman number two, would not. Excellent. I will take a five-foot step back, and I will make him my studied target. Nice. Roni ducks back under the shadow of a tree close to the edge of this house here around around which he had originally been hiding. Levels the alchemical torch. That is an 18. Touch. That's a hit. And that will be for only three points of damage. Oh. Grazing blow. Grazing blow. Streaks across his arms. Sends some blood flying. He attempts to lick it out of the air and fails. (laughs) Fails to do so. All right. That's a five-foot step and a shot. What else you got left? Am I able to reload if I also have a wand in the hand? Or do I have to have a free hand? You have to have a free hand. All right. Then I will... Then I will just reload as a move action. That's what I could do right now. Great. Grip, you're up. You're facing two axe men, and then you're but you actually don't take a move this time, so you can unload any sort of thing you oh. want to do now. Combat advice is against number two. Number two. Which is the one that Roni just attacked. So we will do Brawler's Flurry against number two. Do you have am I remembering right? Do you have some trait that gives you some bonus when you're facing off alone against multiple yeah, enemies? Yeah, what does that do? That gives me 
like an attack bonus, maybe? I think it's part of Pugnacious. Yeah. Um, yes. Plus one trait bonus on attack rolls when threatened by two or more enemies. Did I not use this? Is this the... This is the same... Oh, no, that's... The, okay, that's not the That's not the bonus for a confirm a crit. That's, yeah, no. This is the, It's the same one that lets me make my weapon one size... Oh, no, it increases the reach. So, yes, I have not used this one today. So, yes, I will use my pugnacious trait today. It's a plus one trait on attack rolls when threatened by two or more enemies. And isn't that part always functional? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Once per day, it's the the, the reach. So this is just always in effect, and I forget it most we, of yeah. the time. We probably so, could have used it in the, <laughs> the fort, unfortunately. Right. Yeah, maybe oh, so. Well. But in any event, yes, I do get a plus one uh, in this instance. So plus three against number two. Got it. Because of the combat advice. Are you using any power attack or anything? Um, I'm going to not because I'm still unclear where they're at okay. in terms of hit ability. Yeah. So... All right, attack number one. Um, that fucking sucks. That's a 10, 12. That's a 13. I'm going to add a shame point to that. throw some shame on that. So 13. Oh, 16. Hit. Yeah. Hey, look nice. at that. And you would assess probably because he's raging. Good to know. Good mm-hmm. to know. Okay. So um, first attack gives us eight points of, of bludgeoning. Nice. Takes all of it. Second attack, 18. Hit. Ooh. For 11 points oh. of damage. Punishing blows. Yes. And third attack. Third attack. There we go. Uh, 18. That's a hit. Another 11. Nice. So with that, grips is this fist? This is fist. This is fist, yes. Slams into the face of Kuru Axeman number two. Blood goes flying, and we will pick up the second half of this fight next week. That is the end oh. of chapter 70. Yeah. In the face. Face. Ah. Dark Nexus is a creation of Plug and Hum Productions. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo Incorporated, which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com slash community use. And for more information about Paizo and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. That's P-A-I-Z-O dot com. Dark Nexus uses music and soundscapes by Sirenscape. Check them out at sirenscape.com. That's S-Y-R-I-N-S-C-A-P-E dot com. Opening and closing themes, along with additional music, composed by Rob Kozlarik. Artwork for Dark Nexus is by Matt Walquist. Special thanks to Toy, without whose generosity this project would not have been possible. And thanks to DMCP, Richard and Ari, Paul and Shannon, Chris, Scotty, Jason, Jess, Joe, Chelsea, Matt, Dave, Darren, and everyone we've gamed with over the years for all the memories and inspiration. WTPK. Oh. <laughs> Brilliant. Love it. Two tags. Season good. two tag. <laughs>